Hi there, this is Terry, and welcome to another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. Today's chat is a little different. I'm chatting with Christian Lee, who is from Norway, and what's different about this chat is that Christian is actually on a similar path to me, where he is documenting his journey into the animation industry. So Christian originally has a background in music, so he grew up loving music since he was about 12. He's played in a band and started a YouTube channel about sharing rock music history and the journeys of bands like Radiohead, Arctic Monkeys, and Rage Against the Machine. And to make these videos more appealing, he decided to animate them. His YouTube channel from all this actually blew up and he's received well over 19 million views so far. But one thing he discovered through all this was his love for animation and so now he's pivoting towards that. So he started to self-study animation principles and interview professionals from the animation world to learn more and that's actually how we met. In this chat, Christian is gonna share his journey, how he purposely made his YouTube channel into a success, how he started a podcast devoted to character design and also how he found the confidence to decide exactly how to build a path for his career and of course what he's been learning about the animation industry since. But before we get into that, I have a sponsored message to share with you and it comes from my friends over at Bloop Animation, which is an animation learning platform packed with premium online video courses for aspiring animation filmmakers. They have courses for all major animation programs like Maya, Animate CC, Toon Boom Blender, TV Paint, and many others, as well as some non-software courses like a storyboarding course, animation foundations course, and even one about making graphic novels, which covers absolutely everything you need to know from start to finish. Their course Courses are all in video form, so there are no deadlines or application process. You simply just pick a course and start learning in seconds. And they even offer a free ebook titled Making an Animated Short, which covers their entire process step by step of how they made one of their films from coming up with the idea to storyboarding, animation, and all the way to exporting the film. And you can get that book for free at bloopanimation.com slash animation industry. And you can check out their complete course library at bloopanimation.com slash courses. And I've included both of those links in the description of this chat so please check them out now without further ado let's jump into the chat hello christian how are you doing today hey man uh i'm doing pretty good uh i'm a little bit roasted after like the whole day of uh of working i've been uh trying to learn i've gotten into a lot of um uh, anatomy studies these days oh no way yeah so, so you spent the whole day studying anatomy you no know, not the whole day um for the most part, I've, uh, I've done a little bit of character design. I've, um, I'm, I'm currently working on a new video that's coming out. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've, I've tried to learn some, some anatomy. And that can be, it can be a little bit dry, but like in general, it's, it's very exciting, but it's so much, there's so much to learn, right? So, yeah, in, in Sheridan, we have to learn every bone in the body and every oh, really? muscle, pretty much. It's ridiculous. So should I put you on the spot right now and ask you what, what kind of anatomy you were, were you working on today? Uh, today I was working on uh, legs. Legs. Uh, lower leg, yeah. Gastrocnemius, what's that? <laughs> oh, gastrocnemius, that's the one at the furthest at the back, right? Over yeah. the soleus. Yeah. Oh, you're good. It's like the calf <laughs> muscle. Oh my gosh. I shouldn't go any further because I'm going to have to test my own knowledge of these, these muscles. Oh my gosh. I feel yeah. like, cause we, we, we're tested on every single muscle and I feel like part of it is like one year out the other, but I, I've still retained a bunch. That's, su that's yeah. super interesting though. So you're, are you doing this on your own time or is this for a project or like what specifically are you learning anatomy for? Um, it's, it's basically for character design because, um, I've, uh, I've taken a bit of a break from, from the Lee Likes Music channel right now because um, I just need to find my footing again, I feel, because uh, for the longest time I've, I've kind of recycled. And, and I think we talked about this in the podcast that we recorded together uh, for my podcast, yeah. um, the whole idea of, of me creating content that is not originally mine. It's remixed content that I... That I've found found on Google and on YouTube and different places, and I've kind of mixed, um, I've blended some in infographics in there as well. So it's kind of remixed material that I'm that I've been using for the longest time for my videos. But right now, I want to get into uh, creating as much original material as I can possibly create, basically. And so I thought, why not learn how to draw? You know, and so. Um, uh, anatomy is one of the, the fundamentals when it comes to drawing in addition to like tone and, and perspective and, and all of these things right 
Um, and I've kind of covered the, the basics of the basics when it comes to perspective and tone and I'm super afraid of color. I don't know what, what it is with color, but it, me and colors just don't work yet. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of the area that I've, that I've uh, tried to specialize in when it comes to drawing right now, anatomy, because that's, uh, it seems very, very challenging. It's like learning a new language almost. Um, but it's, that's also what kind of makes it exciting, I think, for me, just the whole process of learning something so big and complicated, you know? Nice. Actually, let's take it back a little bit because you mentioned your YouTube channel. Let's talk about that because you've actually found some success on YouTube by um, putting together these videos and, and that was part of your journey for a long time and now you've switched things up. So tell me where the, the YouTube channel started and what's, what is that all about? Um, uh, sure. Um, it's, it's a very long story that goes back. Uh, well, this is a podcast. Feel free to share. <laughs> All right. So I got the idea for, for starting a YouTube channel back in 2014. And, uh, I think, I think the idea just came from, from me always, you know, watching other people, you know, being on camera and thinking like, um, or before that, even I also thought I, I want to create a business and I want to create something for myself. And, uh, you know, I realized that there's so many possibilities opening up now with the internet and like all these tools on the internet being so readily available, you can, you can create whatever you want. And so, uh, being the creative person that I was and that I still am, um, but yeah, being the creative person that I, that I was at the time, uh, I just, I don't know, I, I wanted to, to explore something new. I wanted to learn something new. And so I jumped into uh, creating a YouTube channel. The first YouTube channel I created was called Become Your Strength. So that was a YouTube channel related to like personal development, which again is completely, completely different from like music and now art, which I'm getting into. Um, I guess to sum everything up in a nutshell, um, I guess I was just exploring a lot because I'm, I'm still young. Um, I'm 25 and I know that there's tons and tons of people that don't figure out what they want to do until they're like in their thirties or in their forties. And, you know, I mean, you're, you're lucky if you figure it out early on. Um, and I think also you go through a lot of phases where, you know, you jump from one thing to another. You certainly have, I've gone through that process with, you know, going from like the software company that you worked with. Right. And then to, uh, to animation. But anyways, um, so yeah, I started this, this YouTube channel uh, related to like personal development. And so I was doing a lot of different experience experiments when it come, when it came to that stuff. And uh, I was doing interviews. I was doing book reviews. I was creating a lot of different types of, of videos, but it never really led to me anywhere specific, right? And what, what um, were you specifically looking for? Uh, I don't know, just just a, just a way to grow, I guess. Yeah. Like just personally to, yourself? Sorry? Personally yourself or the YouTube channel you mean? Um, yeah, it was, I, I guess the YouTube channel was, was a way for me to just self-actualizing myself, you know? Okay. And, um, and uh, I remember what, one of the earliest memories for me, and, um, and this is, I think, very much connected to why I started YouTube in the first place and playing music and, and art and all of this. Uh, I remember when I was probably like five or six years old, I had this little like toy recorder with a cassette. You could put a cassette inside, right? And I remember um, I used to walk outside uh, of our house here in Norway and I used to kind of just record all kinds of weird sounds that I could find. So rocks that I would throw on the ground and like uh, uh, boxes of metal, I would throw them and I would record that. And I would kind of record everything and it would turn into this um, kind of a mixtape of all kinds of weird ambient noises and stuff. And so that was, I guess my first album. I don't know, <laughs> like it. something like that. And um, 
and yeah, so so I've always been I've always been creative and I've always uh, wanted to grow, and I guess that is the reason why I started that personal development channel. Yeah. But then I then I just realized that um, that maybe for sure I, I can continue to do personal development without having to put out YouTube videos about it. I don't need to document it. Um, and maybe my strength is, is somewhere else. You know, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, people will see me as an authority and maybe I can create a business through, through music, which is something that I did in the years prior to that. I know that the timeline is kind of mixed up here, but so I started, um, I started becoming strength in 2014. And from 2009 to 2012, I played in a band. And that, that was the period where I played guitar. I got my first guitar at 11. And, um, and so back in 2016, after years of, of working, I started working in a clothing shop, like after high school. And uh, uh, that's, that's yeah, the time where I kind of rediscovered music, I guess. So I stopped playing in a band when I was 17, got a job, started Become Your Strength, right? And then I, uh, and then I started Lee Likes Music. Um, so that was, the, that was the sapling that would become this massive thing, which, is a, which it is right now. Right. So I started well, doing, huh? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I started doing um, uh, album reviews, kind of inspired by Anthony Fantano. I don't know if you, you're familiar with, uh, with him. Okay. I'm not okay. So he's, he's one of the, the biggest music influencers on YouTube, I guess you can say, because he's, he's reviewing a lot of like album reviews. He's doing that. And so I thought, hmm, maybe I can do the same, but specifically for rock music, because that's what I enjoy the most. You know, maybe I can be the, the Anthony Fantano of rock music, you know? Right. And so I started doing that. It went horrible for about a year. Uh, not a lot of people watched it, but it was a lot of fun. You know, it was, uh, I learned a lot from, from just being, from getting, I became more comfortable in front of the camera, I guess. And my English improved a lot. That's a good. lot of people were like, huh, okay, this, this dude is pretty good at English. <laughs> so how did, how did you end up getting over 250,000 subscribers on your channel? Like you, you said it went rough for a year, but then did you learn something that started to grow it? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, uh, for a long time, I followed this advice of, of just hustling, you know, of putting out a lot of content because eventually you will create something that will right. take off, you know? Um, but then I started studying how to rank like SEO, uh, on YouTube. And so I figured, I figured out that tags is, is super important if you want to rank on YouTube. It's, it's very simple stuff, uh, but it's, it's very powerful if you want to uh, get a lot of traction, right? And yeah. for, for a moment, I was like, huh, why haven't I seen this before? But the moment you switch into this growth mindset where you try to be as open as possible to new ideas, that's the moment usually where you, you grow the most and where you achieve the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there was one month, I think it was in this, you know, it must have been September, like the fall of 2017, where I took this course on, um, I think it's uh, video, his video influencers, like Sean Cannell and um, what's his name? Uh, Sean, uh, yeah, Sean Cannell and, and Benji. They have this course. And so I took this course, learned how to do tags, implemented the tags. Uh, I also experimented with a new format, which was different from doing album reviews. So instead of me sitting in front of a camera and just talking about an album, what I feel, what I think about it, uh, I, um, I decided to create a documentary. And so that's, bless you. As a, and so that's how uh, this new format came to, uh, came to creation. And, and that's how I just continued the channel. I guess. Nice. Uh, so, so I'm curious, like what specifically about tags is the thing that, uh, unless I should take this course, is the thing that's been so groundbreaking for you, for your music? Um, well, it's, 
you know, YouTube is, is a search engine, just like yeah. Google, I'm, sh- I'm sure you know, yeah. Uh, and um, you can, the, the thing is, if you want tags to work, you need to be very deliberate about what type of a niche you put your channel into. So with you and me, it's, it's very simple. We already have a very specific niche. It's, yeah. You have like animation, right? Uh, and with me, it's, it's rock music. And so you want to search up different topics related to that niche. And you want to find out what's, what's some, some of the most popular search phrases or key phrases that people search for when it comes to those, uh, those topics or those niches, right? And so you take those, those tags that you find to be the most popular and you put them into a uh, search optimization tool. I guess that's what you call it. Uh, there's plenty, there's, there's literally so many of those uh, tools out there that I, uh, yeah, I could go on forever, but, <laughs> but there's one that I use that is called TubeBuddy, which is amazing. Uh, you just plot in the uh, key phrase and then you get a score of how good it is. So you get some information on um, what tags relate to that key phrase. You get information on how, uh, how many people search for it per month and also like an overall score of uh, the competition and stuff like that. Uh, so you basically just have to become a little bit of a, an analytics nerd, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't really need to know that much. You just have to do a little bit of research in advance. Uh, and and um, you should do this like even before you start creating like a script and an, an idea for a video because this, is, this should be like the idea um, generation for a video, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, just have the right niche, do the right keyword research and create a good video, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I guess that's uh, how, how complicated or simple it is, yeah. Oh yeah, well, that, I used to be the head of, head of SEO at my last company, so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's extremely powerful. I, um, you know, the, the hustle mentality is, is just like, everybody thinks just work hard, work hard, and you'll get somewhere. But that, that's like uh, the outer surface. And then behind the scenes, yeah, you have to work hard and hustle, but you have to also understand exactly what you're doing to get there. Um, I had a similar experience um, at my software company when I was just starting out. I was like, I'm going to create uh, 100 blog posts and just see what, what takes off. And none of them took off. And it wasn't until I learned SEO that it was like, oh, this is night and day. And now we're getting thousands and thousands of people reading these blog posts. And it's, it, it's really powerful. And I think it does apply to animation too, specifically because we're talking on an animation podcast. Um, you know, I... I've implemented some of those techniques for this podcast itself and, and on Google and whatnot. So you can easily find it. Um, so I think your journey in the Lee likes music is super interesting and, and you, it, it's incredible that you were able to get 250,000 followers. There's like a very small percentage of YouTube channels that can get that. Um, so, but now tell me about why you've decided to transition from Lee likes music. You, you kind of mentioned it before um, to animation specifically. Why not, to music, why are you pursuing character design and animation? Because music is kind of your background. Yeah, um, that's a that's a very uh, it's a very interesting question, and it's a very hard question, and it's it's something that I've been trying to think about for for some time now. Uh, the The main reason why I switched from from Lee likes music and into um, into art was because I, I hoped and uh, kind of my goal was to slowly but surely transition into a more original style, right? Um, because back in 20, 2019, yeah, last year, uh, in May last year, uh, my channel got a copyright strike. And so that's a, that's a very serious thing to, uh, to get yeah. because you, you can often get copyright claims there's a difference between copyright claims and copyright strikes, right? So if you get a claim, uh, YouTube will basically, um, someone has, uh, let's say I'm using some, a snippet of some music or maybe an interview or uh, an image or video, right? And then the company that owns this, uh, this music snippet will send in a, a file or 
I don't know exactly what you call it, but they, they basically tell YouTube that um, this creator has taken a piece of my content. And so what YouTube can then do is they can take away a piece of my revenue so that we can share revenue. Right. Now, I don't have any control over that. Sometimes they might block my video completely. Other times we might get shared revenue. Um, or I might be able to include that snippet of music still in my video, but I won't earn anything of the money that I originally earned, right? Uh, so that's a copyright uh, claim. A copyright strike is different because then uh, it, it's, it's kind of going up above and beyond that whole law of uh, fair use. Hmm. So there's, there's this gray area of, of a law, which is called fair use, which uh, I, I've talked about this with, with some of my uh, peers and some of the other channels that are similar to mine, uh, those creators. We often talk about how it's, it's very hard to define what is actually fair use and, and what is not fair use because fair use in its, most simple sense is that you can uh, you can use other people's content but you can't make money off of it um and it has to be remixed with your own content so there there has to be uh, a certain percentage of it has to be your content and borrowed content from other people now then there's this whole um it also depends on the degree of how much original content it, it is in there, right? Yeah. So, um, and, and we, we could go on and talk about this forever, but it's kind of a headache. And this yeah. is why I wanted to, to get away from it because, um, because you can never know for sure with YouTube if uh, your content is, uh, if it is under the fair use or if it's not under the fair use law, right? Yeah, so and, the whole and there's idea like so me. many cases that appear where it's it's like not intentional, but somebody gets you know banned anyways or whatnot. So it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so that was kind of the idea of, of moving into um, animation and art or like drawing in general, just to slowly but surely uh, create my own uh, images instead of using other people's images and videos, right? Yeah. Um, now, that's, that's the thing about YouTube. YouTube is, and social media in general, I guess, is, uh, it's, how do you say? It? It's a marathon, right? Uh, you, you can't just be in it to, uh, if, if you want to be successful, that is, and if you want to use it to create a sustainable career and income, you want to look at it as a marathon. So you want to have continual growth, uh, you don't just want to jump from one thing, one thing to another and switch up things like very rapidly because then you can end up losing an audience or have slower growth, which is okay. It's fine. Um, and stuff like that. But, um, so are your intentions to go forward are to create a new YouTube channel that is hundred percent your own original content as a sustainable career for yourself? Yes. So, yes. so you're kind of getting into the animation industry not to work for a studio or to freelance or, or make short films. You're like, what, what will the content of your YouTube channel have in the end? Like music by you, animation by you? Will it still be a documentary style? I'm assuming you're also going to be using all those SEO tips that you learned to, to capture a niche. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, so the, you're asking about the, where I'm heading, like the yeah, future yeah. of the channel? Um, like what's this new channel when it has 250,000 subscribers, what is, what is the content on it? Um, well, that's the thing I've been contemplating, uh, and, and this is also why I said that it's, it's a tough question because I've been contemplating maybe not doing the channel anymore. Hmm. And, uh, that might sound very counterintuitive now that I've built this huge following of, of people that are following me on only likes music. Uh, but. I don't know. Uh, sometimes you just gotta give stuff up in order to grow uh, in a new direction. And of, of course, I can still use my knowledge with video and YouTube when it comes to art. Maybe I'll start a new channel. Um, I don't know. The, the future is, is looking a little bit uncertain right now. Uh, but, uh, but I'm still, 
I'm, I'm still very certain that I'll continue with YouTube and that I'll uh, pursue art in one fashion or another. So now my main focus is, is uh, you asked why not continue with music and, and maybe I could play guitar on the channel instead or do something like that. And I've tried that. Um, but it's, that's the thing. My channel, uh, I feel like it just changed maybe a little bit too fast. And so I feel a little bit more uh, comfortable and maybe, um, maybe it would be a better transition just to start a new channel related to what I'm doing now, which is, mm. uh, you know, drawing and illustration and stuff like that. So I've been, I've been contemplating that idea. I'm pretty sure I've come to the conclusion that I will go for that and that I will give up Lee Likes Music. Uh, I know it sounds crazy and counterintuitive, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, for me, it's really interesting that you've picked animation with character design specifically to focus on because the, like another option, instead of using somebody else's images, you could pay someone to make images for you that you own, right? Or stuff like that. Like it, like to switch up things so drastically sounds really interesting to me, especially because you also started a podcast on character design. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe let's just talk about that. So why did sure. you choose character design specifically and then also decide to start a podcast specifically on character design where you interview other people about that type of stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, why podcasting? Well, uh, I've been doing podcasting or I created a few podcasts with friends in the past. So I have, have a little bit of knowledge with it. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't really that much of a serious thing in the past. Uh, I had one podcast called Blown Up Speakers, I think it was called, with uh, a couple of other guys. So music related, <laughs> and, I'm assuming. Huh? Music related, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and so that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, again, like reviewing rock music. Um, but I guess the reason why I, uh, I wanted to create a, a podcast about character design is because, uh, again, just, just like with music, um, I drew a lot of characters. And I remember I was drawing a lot when I was younger. And people have uh, always told me that I was good at drawing. So I was like, okay, why not? Why not uh, head into it and see what I can do? Um, <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not a long th a thought process behind it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So what have you, so since you started pursuing character design, I guess it's been a couple of months. Um, what have uh, yeah. you, what specifically have you learned that you didn't know before? Because you've also interviewed a whole bunch of people for your podcast about character design and you've been studying. So what's like one of the biggest things that was a surprise or I don't know that you learned about designing characters or just people who have that role professionally. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, um, I started drawing uh, a lot more and taking it a lot more seriously um, last year. I think it was in May of, yeah, May 2019. And so I was, no, it was actually before that, like in February, like something like that. And uh, I started taking classes on New Masters Academy, which is one of the best, uh, courses online or at least one of the best that I've taken so far um, and so um, I guess I guess what I've learned about character design that has been most outstanding is just how um, like sh simple shapes yeah. simple shapes um, it's, it's a very simple concept uh, but it's such a powerful one um, and I hear a lot of character designers talking about how even professionals still get this wrong where they focus too much on the details of, of their character instead of focusing on the basic shapes and creating a strong design and illustration just with like squares, cubes, triangles, pyramids, stuff like that. Um, so I've been focusing a lot on that uh, recently. And, and I guess throughout this whole year that I've been doing drawing in general, I've just gotten this new um, way of seeing things, right? Because um, right now I'm trying to take a lot of life drawing. Um, I'm trying to do life drawing exercises every single day, like from New Masters Academy. Yeah. Uh, and 
I'm, I'm really starting to feel like I'm seeing things differently. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm like, I'm by no means a master or I haven't achieved any, uh, like big thing or breakthrough yet, but I'm starting to see things differently. Um, I remember this, uh, there's this teacher at, at, um, new masters Academy. His name is uh, Stephen Stephen Houston, Steve Houston. Yeah. That's his name. He's one of the, um, uh, he's one of the guys that teach the people over at Disney how to do gesture drawing and stuff, stuff like that. And so one of the things that he said that was really, uh, that made me think a little bit was that um, you, you, sh you shouldn't, whenever you're drawing a person or whenever you're trying to draw something in general, you should always focus on the simple shapes. You shouldn't draw uh, a book or a jacket or a person. You should draw the head as a circle or the hand as a wedge shape or the arm as a cylinder, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the more I find, like, the, I find the more I do life drawing exercises, the more I transition into this mindset of seeing the shapes and how the shapes connect instead of seeing how the arm connects to the, the form, forearm and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's such a weird and interesting experience to, to kind of change your mindset like that. And uh, it just shows how, um, I guess, transformative it can be to to learn something new and pursue something new so uh yeah i find that 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 is really interesting yeah I, that was something <laughs> yeah. that i had to learn too because you don't really nobody really teaches you to construct things in drawing growing up in school or whatever at least from my experience you know you always just draw the outline of what you see is like a sharp line and then you wonder why it looks wonky and things are off proportion and not fitting right and then when you start to do construction of simple shapes it seems so simple almost to do that but it turns out like a thousand times better and more accurate so yeah it's i think that's super interesting are you so you're taking figure drawing classes and stuff like that are are you going to get into other areas of drawing like perspective and um like storyboarding for instance for like figuring out stories or like other areas of animation too or is it are you focusing just on the character design um, mostly on, on creating characters right now. And like I said, the anatomy, um, but I've done storyboarding, uh, story artists, uh, I've, I've kind of dipped my toes into that story artists path of, uh, of animation and, and illustration. Uh, Aaron Blaze, you're probably, you're familiar with Aaron Blaze. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to have to look at on the podcast. Aaron Blaze has been on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm asking if his no, no, he hasn't. Okay, but he's uh, he's a Disney animator. Oh yeah, I know uh, is, illustrator. Yeah. yeah, he made uh, the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast. He designed yes, that character, yes, yes. and uh, he has this amazing. Uh, like I said, there's there's so many amazing uh, sources online where you can learn like animation and illustration and stuff like that. Um, but Aaron Blaze also has this uh, this online uh, website where he has a lot of singular. Uh, video, uh, I guess, yeah, sing singular courses. It's not a membership site, I believe. It's like singular courses that he sells for, yeah, twenty, thirty dollars. It's pretty cheap for for what for what it is or for what you get. And so there's this one course that he uh, that he promoted, which is about um, storyboarding. And so I got into that uh, about a month ago. I have been, I haven't really followed through the entire course because now I'm, I'm just locking down on uh, anatomy and trying to take one thing at a time. <laughs> it's creative. It's, it's sometimes hard to just nail down on one thing and, and focus on that for like several months. That can be a, a tough thing to do in itself. Um, but yeah, it, I found, I found that so uh, interesting too. And uh and there, there's just so much to learn about all of these different facets of, of animation and uh, illustration. I think maybe animation is, I wouldn't say it, it is easier to learn. Uh, you, you definitely need a different type of skill set and there's different like 12 fundaments of animation, right? And different things that you have to take into consideration when you're going into different fields of animation. Uh, but illustration, and I think this is the reason why I gravitated more to illustration than animation, at least right now, 
is because there's there's so much more depth to illustration. There's so many more fields, I, I feel. And so if you can improve on one of the, the facets or one of the fundaments of illustration, you can uh, really use that to your advantage when you're going into animation. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you, you have a little bit more experience than me. That's, that's just my personal take, but can you, can you Yeah, I that? think when you improve on one aspect, you kind of improve on all aspects. Like your figure drawing helps you draw quicker for like storyboarding and like perspective carries through and like it's, it's all, it's all, it all, it's all like intertwined. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. So you you decided to take online courses and kind of learn on your own versus I decided to go to school. And at school, like you have between seven and nine courses a semester, all focusing on different things. So you're like forced to learn storyboarding and perspective and figure drawing and like all at the same time. Um, is, was there a reason that you chose not to do schooling specifically or to do things on your own? Because for me, that was like a very tough decision to to figure out myself. And in the end, I decided to go to school because I knew that I'd be surrounded by like amazing peers and, and like I've never been around other people who are interested in animation like me before and industry connections and like they have a defined path and all that stuff. So for you, um, you're going to be learning this anyways, I guess. Why did you choose to do it on your own time online? Um, well... I've still not made up my mind about whether I should uh, go to school or not. I might actually end up going to school um, next year, but we'll see. Uh, the, the reason why I, I haven't chosen to do it yet is, I don't know. I, I <laughs> like the challenge of doing something on my own. And I also, I also have a very strong confidence in the fact that I can work hard because I've, I've heard that. That's not just something I'm telling myself. I've heard that from people around me that, you know, you're a hard worker and I can't believe the type of discipline you have. And when you hear stuff like that, you start to realize that, holy shit, I might actually have some, <laughs> some resources that I can use yeah. for myself on my own, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, and yeah, I guess, I guess that's just the reason why I, I have done things solo so far. I mean, like, like I said, I, I'm considering going to school because it can be a little bit tedious and maybe a little bit boring sometimes to sit on your own <laughs> and not have your peers around you. Like you said, that's, a, that's one of the big pros of going to school. You always have a feedback network yeah. around you and you have friends and you, can, you have this amazing um, uh, flow of relaxation and fun and also learning all in one big bowl <laughs> it's also right? hard work too there's not it's not all relaxation <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah right. I think i think another benefit is like um i found that when i was like w when i was putting together my portfolio from school i hired a tutor and i was learning on my own from like online courses and stuff and i found that i was kind of in my own bubble of of like my own it was very hard to like break out of my own style because i was just drawing the same stuff over and over again with slight improvements i guess but in school you're there's so many like influences and you actually see how people are doing their processes and so I take some of what they're doing and and like I'm able to adapt more easily and and learn faster I guess um than doing it on my own so there's also that benefit too is you actually see how other people learn which helps mm -hmm. your learning and then you have to explain to other people too which helps solidify in your own mind how you do things um yeah. I want to chat a little bit more about the podcast can you tell me who you've had on it so far that Maybe maybe you can do a little promo for the podcast. But like, who have you who have you had on the podcast other than me? Because I was I was in an episode. But uh, yeah, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had um, um, Terry Ibel, obviously. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I've had um, Alejandro Garcia. He's a professor at San Jose State in uh, California, and uh, he's a professor teaching uh, the physics of animation. Nice. Which was uh, he, he was the first guest on the podcast, and uh, I thought that was that was super super interesting. Um, very, I wouldn't say it was a deep conversation because again, I'm a beginner in animation, so I probably didn't ask the most um, like the best questions, but I did the best I could. Um, what I what I learned from that uh, that one was that um, animation is is simple, but it's it's not easy. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's uh, 
there, there are 12 principles and uh, but, but it can be really hard to create a world where let's say two animated figures exist together and interact and you want them to to have a sense of weight and maybe one is fighting another and so there's a lot of subtleties in that type of animation uh, so uh, so if you want to get into animation you have to essentially be a really hard worker and i guess you have a lot of experience with that um, um, and yeah he was uh, one of the things that he uh, was also interesting about him is that he's uh, he comes from a background of, of just being a hardcore gamer he told me in the beginning he's like I don't know, maybe like 60 years old, like in his mid 60s or something. And he just, I, I asked him like, okay, how, hey man, uh, how are you, how have you been doing during these times with, uh, you know, coronavirus and all yeah. that? He was just like, oh, I've been sitting here gaming, you know, playing the latest uh, this and that. And I was just like, I, I was sitting there like the young guy feeling like I, I should be the one knowing all these games and stuff. But I kind of grew away from that very fast, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, he's, uh, he's, um, he has a lot of experience with uh, working with uh, in the gaming industry uh, or with animators in the gaming industry. So he has, he's got a little bit of experience from that. He's been working with movies like on Madagascar, some of the some of these big movies uh, from DreamWorks, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, that's that's um, Alejandro Garcia. And then I also had um, oh, what's his name? Jesus, um, Rosette. Rosette is his last name, a very French name that I thought maybe you would know since you're Canadian. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My French understanding is very poor, unfortunately. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, his, his last name, his surname is Rosette. I, uh, uh, Raphael Rosette is his name. Uh, he, is, he was the second guest that I had on the podcast. He's a director for motion design in Paris. And he's worked with, if I remember correctly, he has worked with uh, Virgin and yeah. some, some other big companies as well. Um, he's, one of the interesting things about him is that he's been working in so many different fields, right? He has experience with, uh, with uh, animation. He has experience with motion design. He has experience with, with drawing, with photography. Uh, and I feel maybe that's one of the reasons why I, I liked having him on because we resonated in that. I've kind of jumped all over the place. He jumped all over the place. And sometimes you feel uh, a lot of creative creatives, I, th I think also creatives that decide to not go for school and just learning online uh, have this tendency to, to explore a lot of different things and, and feel like hmm, I should narrow down and find my thing, my niche or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, uh, Raphael Brusette was, was someone who just showed me that if you want to, you can do all these things and you can go the route of becoming a director at the end of the day, if you want to, and all of these experiences, let's just say that you have a lot of experience within the uh, Adobe suite with all these Adobe, uh, software, you can, you can utilize that and, and use the generalist's uh, experience as a strength to become more of a, of a uh, director, essentially. Right. And then the last guest that I had on, uh, it was you, and then we had, um, um, which was the last one? Dan Ekes? Dan Ekes, yeah. Uh, you listened to that. No, I just brought up your your, po your podcast. I'm like, stop right <laughs> <Thanks>. now. <laughs> that, that was that was the best timing, man. <laughs> I will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, Dan Eek is he? He's a cartoonist. So he is. He's basically a, a graphic novelist, cartoonist, and I guess you can also uh, label him as as a freelancer because he's he's yeah. mostly earning his uh, his money off of uh, freelance work for other businesses and he's also doing his own um his own uh, graphic novel nice. which is amazing um uh, the, the reason why i think that conversation was was valuable at least to me was because uh i've the idea behind going into 
or one of the ideas that I've had of, of going into illustration and animation was that for Lilac's music, I wanted to I wanted to create breathing images. Like that was the easiest. I found out that that, that is the easiest form of animation that I could possibly create for my channel and still make it look uh, pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what I mean with breathing images, you're probably thinking, right? Um, well, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's if, if you have, let's say you have a painting, right? A digital painting or just the photography in general, and then you mask out or you cut out a piece of that uh, photography or painting, and then you uh, maybe animate the background layer and the forefront layer so that they move. Uh, that is considered animation, but it's a very simple animation, right? And so, um, yeah, that was that was one of the things that I uh, that I really wanted to get into, and it relates more to, you know, still frames and storyboarding, and so that is also the reason why I got into that um, Aaron Blaze uh, storyboarding um, course, and also the reason why I found Dan Ekis to be uh, to be uh, that that conversation that conversation was was really valuable. Um, because as, I don't know, I, I, I try to figure out what the difference between storyboarding and cartoons were. Because for me, as I've, I've never been a big cartoon person. I'm interested in it, but I've never really read that many cartoons. I read some Donald Duck when I was younger, right? Yeah. But that's about it. And, uh, and so I all, like nowadays, I thought, hmm, well, if, I'm, if I want to get good at storyboarding or I want to know more about it, maybe I should go to and talk to someone who's into um, to cartoons and graphic novels because they are always creating these frames of actions and stories. It's basically the same. Yeah. Nope, it's not. No, nope. It's not at all. <laughs> um, because a comic or a graphic novel, the, uh, the, the whole point of a page is to sell the page. You want to sell the entire thing as uh it's it's like a how do you say the the if, if you're creating an animatic or if you're creating a something for for animation the whole idea from what i understand so far is that you want to uh, you want to communicate the story while in a comic you want to communicate the story but you also want to sell the page so you turn the page and you look at the entire thing and you're like wow this is interesting i want to learn more mm. right the pictures come at you more so that makes sense yeah i don't know if if that, yeah, that makes sense because you, you don't want but... somebody to skim and end up at the end you want them to really relish the images on each page i guess yeah 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 I think so, I think that's yeah, super those, smart what you're doing. You're you're like you're interested in an area, so you bring on somebody on your podcast and pick their brain. I might be doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so going forward, the podcast for you is it is it like a monthly thing? Is it a weekly thing? Like what's your what's your plan? My plan is uh, is to make it a weekly thing. Uh, eventually, nice. uh, right now I haven't really gotten into the flow of of getting people on. I mean, I try to contact people every day, almost. Oh wow! So my goal is to um, uh, contact at least one new person every day. So um, with you know that momentum, hopefully, we will get I'll get one new person on every single week. So that's that's kind of the goal. Yeah, I think it's totally doable because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been running this weekly for over a year, so it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. um, I guess. We, we've like I've picked your brain on like where you came from the YouTube channel what you're going for now and the podcast is there anything else that you kind of want to share about your journey or any stories or anything um maybe some think, final advice for somebody who is who's on the fence of starting their own thing like you're doing um yeah um I think the most important thing is just to um to uh do something meaningful yeah you know? that's good because if um, there's there's a lot of people that will tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do and 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 you know sometimes it can be really hard to know what you are gonna do with your life. That is something that I've struggled with a lot in the past. And uh, 
and um, a life without meaning is is not really uh, it's not a pleasant thing, right? Yeah. But um, it's it's a really complicated uh, thing to get out there. But I think I'll leave it at that. Just do something that you feel is meaningful, um, and just do the best you can with that. Because I really if, like that. Yeah. Especially yeah. because what you said, like to just mirror that back at you, as soon as you decide to do something like artistic, everybody has an opinion on what you should do and do this and do that. And, Oh, you should make it like this person made theirs because they were successful. And it's, it's a lot to take in. So yeah, totally just do something meaningful that you find personally valuable. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Is there any, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, yeah, if you uh, would like to check out uh, my channel, uh, which which is uh, locking down in the same way as the Corona virus <laughs> soon. No, uh, you, you can check out Lee Likes Music if you want to. That's, uh, I guess, uh, the best way to check out my whole catalog of work. Uh, if you want to reach out uh, personally, you can send an email to chrishog at artwork.com. You'll probably put a, that in the description, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much it. Lee Likes Music on Instagram, Lee Likes Music on Twitter, and that's it. And I'll also include the uh, Character Design Podcast yes. um, as well, I'll link to that. So you can, you can find all the links to all those things he just mentioned in the description of this podcast. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast christian it's been great to pick your brain also you picked my brain at one point so i'm glad we came full circle with the podcast thing <laughs> cool thanks for having me yeah of course and if you're listening make sure you check out those links and that's all for now so thank you so much for listening okay take care bye